Hello and welcome to That Lero Podcast with your host, myself, Tuluala Miyadibanro. Yes, so guys, welcome to today's episode of the of That Lero Podcast. Um, today, like I said last week, we're going to have um, a very interesting conversation. We'll be revisiting... Um, our inequality series um the first episode um, was on the wealth gap and we'll be continuing that conversation and this time we have someone on the podcast again for the second week running the second person to be on our podcast nelson um nelson welcome to the podcast hi good, good day it's great to be here. Um, I don't know <laughs> what was I supposed to say there, <laughs> but but it's nice to be here. All right, yeah. So um, Nelson and I met um, a few months ago. Um, very interesting times um, in NYC camp in Plato State, where I think he still is. Right, you're still in Plato State, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah, on the plate. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, so um, great times, definitely. Um, and uh, you had some really interesting, resp- um, a very interesting response, you know, to the first, um, the first episode on the wealth gap. Um, so Nelson's a pharmacist, a pharmacist as well. Um, so he, he, he definitely is not on the lower. On the low receiving end of the of the World Cup, is somewhere in the middle, you know, and, <laughs> and hopefully it'll, 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 it'll get to the top, you know. Um, so um, you had some really interesting um, response, you know, to to the things that I shared on the on the first ep- in the first episode. By the way, guys, if you haven't seen the first episode, um, just go back two episodes ago. Last week we talked about the NSAS protestants and, and whatnot, you know. Um, so you can go back and, and. So one of the first things that you said, Nelson, right, um, was about me making things a little bit more slim, simplistic than they are, you know. So if, if a penny for your thoughts, you know, really, if you can just recap some of the things that you that you that went through your mind when you were listening to to the to the episode before this one okay um thank you and like i said thank you for having me here and for amplifying my voice and wanting to hear my side of this um, conversation um basically why i said that was um to a large extent very simplistic is that when we begin to look at things like the wealth gap it's important to look at it outside from just the point of view of looking at inequalities we should also understand that there are things relating to inequity so m- most of the times we'll, we we hear inequalities we hear inequity sometimes it gets confounded but then it's important to know that there are two different things and to a large extent i feel those are things that can very well impact on where people are in society all right um so some of the thoughts that i shared um last episode um basically revolved around um the fact that we need to approach this wealth gap um, issue not necessarily from attacking um people that are you know 
in the upper echelon of this wealth um of this conversation right and look at it from a perspective of how the system enables them to continue to perpetuate because if you look at a lot a lot of the people that are the billionaires and whatnot in society a, a lot of them i would agree um achieve that through fraud but then there's also a very good number of them right that it is it is not necessarily that what they are doing is fraud but that there are loopholes in in the law that allow them to be able to accrue this amount of wealth right um do you do you share my thoughts or do we differ on that no no i i, I very well agree on that so it's not um, about to a larger extent saying those on the upper echelons of society should be brought down or you should try to probe what their where their wealth comes from just because of spite okay. but but then but, but but then it goes without saying that it's also still important to not kind of look down on those beneath who at some point might want to speak up especially where there are scenarios or cases where those people at the top are enabled by the system so to, to a large extent during that episode you talked about the system a lot and if you look at what makes up that system what makes up that system is usually the people in the upper echelons of society so it's it, it's a system that puts down those below because it's those above that make up that system most of the times okay um and then you were you were you were um saying that, that um, it's very important to uh to have to to build an argument based majorly from a perspective of those who are oppressed right um, yeah exactly yeah can you share a bit of that you know Okay, I, I think that would take me back to the start of this conversation where I said it's important not to confound inequity and inequality. So, in the simplest form, inequality would be a state where things are unequal. And that right. is something that is really common. That is something that is normal. Things will never be equal and right. humans will never be equal because we are different. Okay. But then, if you look at inequity, inequity on the other end, it's, it, it, it deals with when things are unequal, but then there's an extra to it, which is there's injustice, there's, uh, there, there are avoidable disparities that's, that, that, that we should speak to. So those avoidable disparities are there for a reason. So, so, so those disparities are what, are, are what will put some people in a particular social class are above others. It's what will make um, some certain people be regarded as outcasts and things like that from the, from the past. And then what will also make some people minorities presently. Yeah, um, I, 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 I think rather that as much as we form opinions, as much as we, we look at inequality or inequity, as you say now, from the perspective of those who are oppressed, I think that we also need to look at it from the perspective of those who are privileged, you know? Because I think that understanding what people are able to exploit to put themselves in those higher echelons 
would help us have a proper understanding of where the gaps that need to be filled are because having you know generally when 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 John right um a one-sided um case is never ever a fair case right and so i think that it's very important as much as as much as you will not hear people that are privileged clamor for equality right um it's important to look at things from their perspective as well because say for example someone who is able to exploit tax laws for example right there's a knowledge he has that the average worker doesn't have there is uh and and i think that that level that 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 bridge that uh disparity like you say in in the things that people know and then they're able to exploit to achieve this disparity in outcome right i think it should be some of the most interesting things to people that are trying to solve issues around inequality oh, okay i i to a large extent understand your argument but then now you say it's due to a certain knowledge that these people at the high end have gotten so it's also still very important to try to understand why were they able to gain that knowledge that puts them a bit higher than those below it yeah, is I mean, still this inequality that speaks to that now i i i i, I kind of disagree on that you know why because for example like i shared this i shared this um on the last ep- on the episode where i talked about this first right where we were in pharmacy school right and then someone uh, a lecturer was teaching us pharmacy laws and whatnot and then he gets to a point in the lecture and he's like okay guys leave all the all the things i've been telling you let's talk about how it really works right so these and these and these and these are the, are the loopholes that you can exploit um and then if someone gets if someone stops you and says hey you're not supposed to do that you can easily point out to them and say hey the law says don't do this like this but it didn't say you can't do this like this you know so for example if a bill gets would um would exploit laws right he won't know it by himself it will take someone going to him and say hey this is how you do this right so it's it's necess- it's not necessarily that it's an intention right people that are enabling them to be able to do this people that make the laws themselves because it's a thing of the people that make the laws themselves right are the ones that understand the law more than you know the average person for example right and they know the loopholes and they're the ones who teach these people the loopholes right and I, and i think that to have these same people um be the ones championing a case against billionaires for example because this whole conversation stemmed from um a tweet that i came across on twitter from um, from a lawmaker yeah yeah from a lawmaker in 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 the uk so uh to have these same people be the ones to champion this conversation around inequality in the wealth gap i think that it's a little bit hypocritical and it's a little bit dirty politics um identity politics um, is what it's called trying to instigate 
a certain set of people against some people based off of a uniting factor right and those those were some of my major arguments like for that uh, from that perspective right yeah 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 so even if if even if i very well agree that it could be malicious that 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 is coming from the the point of the person who is trying to bring this up it still doesn't make it uh, it it still doesn't um, negate the fact that inequalities would always be propagated by those who have access to some form of resources that those below would never be able to get or would not to a large extent be exposed to because usually if we want to look at social inequalities for example yeah it affects people's living conditions it shapes their political views their attitude the 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 way they trust people the the, their behavioral patterns the the way they work the way they see the world the, the world generally and um even their exposure to opportunities and and to chances so so most of the time you 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 want to look at it in this sense also for example if we talk about some certain forms of crimes it's a lot more common with a particular class you look at another form of crime it's a lot more common with yet another class it then begins to show you that the opportunities to access some certain things or to even indulge in some certain things is based on where you are in society or the kind of exposure a person has in society so you you made you made mention of okay for example someone like bill gates being able to exploit the law in one way or the other yeah usually how would he be able to get access to someone who can open his eyes to those loopholes in law where he can exploit if he wasn't privileged in the first place yeah um, i you know you, you alluded to this earlier right that there would always be inequality right but, like, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to bridge those gaps yeah um like and then some of the things that i that i alluded to right in my first um chat about this was that that the the bridging of the gap really right is what 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 government can do right to help bridge the gap is to fix the laws that affect certain like that grant certain opportunities to the privileged people right like that grant them like an extra privilege to people that are privileged right um grant like blocking blocking loopholes would be a good thing that government can do should i shock you all right that that might never change (laughs) and that might never happen because to a large extent a lot of people who would be privileged to get to a certain position politically especially in when when we're discussing this to a large extent i even want to look at it as towards the climbs of nigeria where we are presently yep before a person can get into political position in Nigeria, you know how much needs to be invested. All right. Now you see this. What, what, what's your what's your what's your insinuation? What you're saying, right? Then puts me in a position 
to say something around the fact that this is a fundamental human problem. It's very easy, right, to pick inequalities and say that it's a problem and say, oh, things have to change until it gets to a point of you, right? Everyone is willing to downplay people's privileges until it gets to certain privileges that they themselves enjoy. I, I agree. With, I agree with that. Yes. Right. So when, when we talk about inequality, right, it's not it's not necessarily a problem that uh, I think that it's a problem of selfishness and selflessness, right? For for us to be able to deal with inequality, right, in itself, and say, oh, we want to achieve equality, then people must be willing to part with their own privileges. And people are not wired that way. And so expecting that set that, that certain inequalities will go away, like the whole wealth gap and trying to incite people to and trying to do very shady things, right? To to get people to start clamoring for for something like that. For example, um, the, the MP that, that that started that you know basically started this conversation for us. If it got to her, right, where she had to make a choice of continue being an MP or fight for a certain, you know, a certain inequality issue that involves the MP office, right? I think that she would choose to continue to be an MP and probably ignore the inequality conversation, right? Yeah, yeah, t- totally, and and that is actually the human behavior ge- generally, right? So, to a large extent, my my argument um, for this issue surrounding wealth gap thing is there are certain things that we understand that wouldn't that wouldn't be we won't find solution to it. Let's just let, let's let's come straight. It will always be right. So why not let's let's take responsibility for our position and try to move forward. Look for logical ways that do not necessarily incite or create bad blood between two separate groups of people, right? And look for a proper way forward. At every point in time, right? Um, at every point in time where there's been um, an issue of inequality being resolved, one party is never really happy, right? One party is never really satisfied, but there's no direct insight incitement against them. Which I think that the way that this particular MP was going about it was gonna achieve um, a little bit of incitement against people that were billion that are billionaires. Um. I, I wouldn't totally agree because okay, not that I did see the tweets. It was just um based off of the conversation you had um the, the other week and when, when you spoke towards it. And I, I feel like what she was asking for was not so much out of place. It might have been um ill timed or, or or targeted in some way. But then it wasn't wrong to ask for that. And then well, if we look she, at it... In, in... Sorry, sorry. She, she basically said that every billionaire in the UK had to come out on a, for like a public hearing, right? Where they had to defend every penny of their wealth. 
how's that not inciting? Like, imagine, imagine someone comes to you right now, right, and says, Nelson, you have to defend your pharmacy degree, for example. Like, something that you basically worked for and someone says, hey, you're not supposed to have a pharmacy degree because... I mean, it's so tough to get into Nigerian university. You got into Nigerian. It's so tough to finish from. I think you finished from uh, uni, Bene. No, University of Pudakwet. Yeah, oh, sorry. Like it's so tough to finish from the university where you finished from. Had like you're not supposed to get it. Now you have to come. It's not. It's not a thing of hey, come and tell me how you did it. It's like you gotta come in front of all these people and right, show and them, then, and you have to prove to them that you're, yeah, that yeah. you're supposed to have what you're supposed what you have. In, in as much as in, in as much as it would be awkward and it would really be stupid to do something like that but then if i really did not have anything going on shady or i got my degree in the way i should have gotten it it wouldn't which be which so much work for me to show up but, but I'm, I'm talking about it from an emotional perspective right it's gonna really infuriate you you know yeah to, to a large extent it, it would and but I, then... think, I think i think that that's what that's some of the things that that sweet however however very um however well-meaning the tweet is i think that's that that's something that it achieves you know it, it just yeah, the, the, the emotional Yes, and 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 those are those are some of the tactics that identity politics puts into play. It it it, it plays on your emotions and tries to make you dislike certain look, makes you look a, a certain person from a particular perspective, and then makes you feel like you're a world different from them. Whereas, like I said in the, in the last episode, everybody is just trying to make more money. For example, if they offer the MP, for example, a pay rise. She will take it, you know? And so, why is a billionaire who's trying to continually make more money, right? why is that the problem? I, I think it, it probably could stand as a problem. I think, to, to a large extent, it's not a problem if a billionaire is trying to make more money. Everyone on earth is probably trying to make more money and get more comfortable than they currently are. And we, which is understandable but i think it's very important not to even overflog that part of the issue and then probably even go into something a lot more different and i think it was something you spoke to during that episode also and it was majorly about how billionaires make so much money off such amounts of cheap labor yeah and then it it, it, be, it it begins to show you again where the equality gap needs to be closed. So so to, to a large extent, we might say some form of labor should be paid some certain amount of money. But then if you look at it very closely, if those positions don't get filled, what could happen to the whole world? For example, let me let, let me just give, give you an example. You work in a hospital, yeah? Yeah, I do. And then we do not have cleaners and janitors in the hospital. What could happen? What, what would be the case? Let's say for one week, there were no janitors in the hospital. Yeah. 
<laughs> everywhere is gonna be really messy and that okay. germs everywhere. Now, to a large extent, who is paid the least in that hospital? The the janitors, I think. Okay. So like I'm not saying doctors should not earn as much as they do. I'm not saying pharmacists should not earn as much as they do. I'm not saying nurses should not earn as much as they do. Or even other staff should not earn as much as as they do. But the moment we begin to look at positions and look at what people do in society, far above what exactly is the face value of it, but then further into the major value of it in terms of how it could affect every other process we might begin to understand that most of the gaps we put in these things really do not make as much sense as we think they do yes this position might not be as skilled as what the the other skilled positions will be and i don't even expect the pace to be at par but it goes without saying that it is very important that as much as possible these people are able to even get a living wage right and not just be on the brink and 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 to a large extent even when they become ill for example they can't even afford the hospital where they are working yeah I, i i i i do agree with you and then this is also a thing that i was having a conversation with someone earlier today around and i think that onus actually falls on the government right there are certain things that the government is responsible for and there are certain things that human being is responsible for when a person takes responsibility for his life and decides to pick up a job right especially when it's um, a job in a government um, setting say for example like a janitor in a government hospital right like that that that's that, let's let's put that as our uh, as our baseline right that's who our, that, that's who we're working with right so i think that when someone is responsible enough and decides to take up a job in a, in a government hospital right for in a government setting in a government hospital for example that person is entitled to a wage a living wage right i think i think that um that that's the standard however taking nigeria as an example right um, a few years ago there was this um the fight by labor congress saying that you know the minimum wage in nigeria was you know was way lower and then you know there was like it was like almost a double the two the, a double in the increase um for the minimum wage in nigeria and then what happens within six months i think of the minimum wage increase is that the cost of living in nigeria shoots up again and then it continues to shoot up right so the question is how do you solve that problem is it do you keep increasing the minimum wage or do you solve the problem of an increasing cost of living you know and i think that's that 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 honestly is on the government not necessarily on the people who are able who are able to make um a lot of money okay right? while, while, while i would say while i would say the government is made up of people to start with i would just very quickly want to look at the nigerian situation for example yes i'm not an economist but yeah. i understand that 
no matter what happens, even if it didn't get increased or it got increased, the inflation rate in Nigeria is something that is out of this world, mind-boggling a lot of times. Yep. Inflation is terrible. So even without an increase in minimum wage, the inflation is still there. So things will still continue to get more expensive. And I really don't think that it's the increase in minimum wage that pushes that. To a large extent, a lot of other economic policies are the things that push that up and continue to increase the um, cost of living and then inability of people to to afford some certain things. Um, yeah. I don't think minimum wage has been increased in the past um, two, three years. I don't yeah. think so. But inflation has constantly on device consistently yeah. on device so and, and that's a and that's a huge problem and it still goes without saying that those at the bottom end of society will continue to suffer yeah so um, and, 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 <laughs> i was just going to quickly add that yeah. nigeria is soon turned into a society that doesn't even have a middle class so it's either your low low or <laughs> you're in the high class because it, it's a, it's wild it's wild presence. yeah i mean and, and those are those are some of the things that i that i that i agree with um in the sense that when, when someone is responsible and gets a job the person is entitled to a to a living wage but then the factors that allow the wage that the person receives at work to be an actual living wage are within the grasp and the control of the government and so when we because one of the things that this mp was saying was she was saying exactly the same thing that for example the janitors um they they don't uh, they work harder than billionaires and whatnot um that they sh- that billionaires shouldn't explain you know give an excuse that they worked hard and blah 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 um, and you know they were saying things around the fact that she was saying things around the fact that billionaires have to pay their workers a living wage right and I think that what makes a living wage is actually dependent on the economy the economy of a country and the economy of a country I think like I said like again I'm not I'm not an economist I don't have absolute authority over this but the economy of a country i think is controlled by the government right yeah a lot of policy making and and whatnot and so when you put the blame of the inability of someone who earns money to live on the money they make right on the people that actually pay the money I don't think that that is necessarily 100% correct. You have to take into account that, like like we say, inflation rates and whatnot come into play. And these things are basically the responsibility of the government. And so those are places where I, did, I don't agree with, uh, with the, the good woman of parliament. Yeah, definitely. It's it's okay not to agree with that, and to a large extent, I I also do not um, agree with that. 
Yeah, so um, just one last conversation before we, we wrap up. Um, one one other thing that we that we had a little bit chat a little chat about um, was negotiation, right? Um, when I, I I remember last the last episode I, I talked about this um, was around how people need to work on negotiation as a skill, right? Seeing it as a skill. Put, putting in the effort to upgrade their skill and 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 work hard and you were you were you had a very interesting uh take on that okay um I, i'll just very quickly go into what i think about negotiation skills and skills in general like like we've talked um to a large extent on the, on this conversation what, what we really spoke to are inequalities majorly so you would understand that for where there are inequalities it means it affects the whole being of this person down to living conditions how they think and how they perceive things so usually people in those kind of situations might not even be privy to the information as to how much they really are worth because a sense of worth also affects <clears throat> sorry a sense of worth also affects how you begin to perceive what you should earn or what your take home should be because if you don't value yourself at a particular level you really can't ask for it so you only ask for something when you've valued yourself to a particular point now for example why I would also say um, negotiation skills to a large extent might not even affect a person's earnings is that some people, especially billionaires now, would want to, would rather even exploit people, dote on cheap labor, and use that to their own advantage. And one other thing I want to bring to this is, for example, the divide in wages that people were being paid based on gender. So, for example, a woman yep. can be an executive in a company. Right. And if it was a man that was an executive in that company, he most likely would be earning more than the woman just on the basis of their gender. Um... And I've heard this argument time and time again that mm-hmm. some women have been told even when they asked for a raise or asked for a promotion are you yeah. not a woman? <laughs> okay. um, so this is this is a very interesting conversation and um, I think in, in subsequent episodes I would really like to share my take on gender inequalities um, but when it comes to and I, I agree that gender um, gender discrimination is a, is a thing Yes, um, and so women, so- women are, women are, women are often, not all the time, women are often at the receiving end of gender discrimination. Um, I do agree. However, when it comes to um, things that surround business, right? I think that in certain cases, again, like I say, in certain cases, right, that the general personality of a woman is to be very agreeable. Right, and I, I I shared a little bit of this in the last episode as well. Yeah, that... and that's why. Sorry, sorry to cut you short. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I did make mention when I started this um, 
this train of thought was those I made mention of it's a thing of value so being able to say this is what I perceive my value to be that is what begins to affect negotiation so usually some women will value themselves less than they actually should be valued at just on the basis of they've been discriminated against over and over again same goes for some people that come from a certain background or were exposed to certain things when they were younger or or they came from a, a, a certain social class they to a large extent do not value themselves as much as they should be valued it affects how they negotiate it's a problem that they should try to work on definitely yeah but but then it goes without saying that even when they've not been able to work on it it's important to still understand that most people who are privileged will still ride on that and exploit it well, I, I think I think that well, when we talk about exploitation in 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 terms of negotiation, right? I think that I don't think that it's fair to say that it's exploitation because it, it's negotiation, right? I shouldn't be I shouldn't be victimized for winning a negotiation, for example, right? Winning unfairly. Well, this no, right, I don't think it's unfair if. See, for example, right? I'm supposed to negotiate something with you, right? Have done, I've, I've done my homework. You haven't, and then I get, I get. Everybody wants. For example, you go to the market. You want to buy. You want to buy the most things for the cheapest price, right? So it's the same thing in every negotiation. You come to me, or I come to you, for something. I've done my homework. You haven't, and then I get. I get what I want for the cheapest possible price. I don't think I think that that's a good negotiation. I don't think that that's exploitation. There are and, there, and, there are certain there are certain <clears throat> there are certain cases right where it's outright exploitation. You know where there's coercion and you know some really foul play, right? But I think that people need to look at things from a perspective of they themselves and how they can be better and how they can improve right and so when it comes to negotiation and understanding and i think that this is this is something that we need to propagate again because i do agree with you at the point of where um the fact that people coming from very from some very rough backgrounds for example don't necessarily have the 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 vision or the perception of themselves to certain value skills, right? They don't they don't see them, they don't value themselves as much as they should because of you know their background and the things that they've been around, what they've seen and, and whatnot. But I think that in in the journey of um, and I think that when you when you understand how negotiation works, right, you understand that when you negotiate or when you get a certain um certain outcome right you can as well go on and negotiate from that point you can always negotiate at any point in time right you know and i think that taking responsibility and saying hey i'm gonna work on my negotiation skills i'm gonna 
improve my negotiation skills fine this job i'm at i'm being underpaid and then taking that effort to say hey i'm going to find out what my value is and i'm going to work on skills to negotiate i'm going to put myself in a position to negotiate better i'm going to learn how to negotiate better i think that that's a much better approach that will serve um, those people that are disadvantaged a lot better than saying that than looking at it from a perspective of themselves of them being um exploited yeah um i very well agree with that but one other thing i just wanted to say is that that's why I, I i made mention at the start that it's important to to a large extent look at inequalities from the angle of those that get the shorter end of the stick because i agree that people should improve on some certain things but for example while we talked about negotiation to a large extent most of the times for example you go to the markets now you want to buy oranges you want to buy bananas then the seller is absent but she has a child there in her stead so you know the value of the bananas mm-hmm. and the bananas probably worth 1000 naira mm-hmm. and then the child goes the bananas are 600 naira you know the value to be 1000 naira mm-hmm. and because the child says it's 600 naira and then you say oh child i'm offering you 800 naira so let me have the bananas and you go back you walk away with the bananas you were great at negotiating you even tipped is it not but then but then even when you had the opportunity to be the bigger person because of your privilege of knowing what the other person's value was or knowing what the value of the banana is in this case you could have been the bigger person and say oh this is what it actually should be worth and i will be paying you that for it so it it brings back to it, it brings back my argument for the point of exploitation your argument for getting to learn those things they are very important everyone needs to learn negotiation it is a skill that would that, that, that everyone needs for survival and then we have to be able to understand that humans will do almost anything to get the edge if you have if, if you have seen squid game <laughs> no i haven't I, I, funny enough i haven't seen that movie and i don't think i will i, I think you should <laughs> I, I, I would recommend Squid Games to anyone. Why? Because it kind of mirrors what human behavior is to a large extent. And it, it just shows what people could do when they are at extremes of situations. All right. Um, thank you so much, Nelson, for um, for being with us on the, being with us on the podcast. Uh, it's been it's been a very interesting chat with you. Um, yeah, Nelson, you you run a uh, a newsletter, right? Oh yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just talk a little bit about it. Let people know what you do. Okay, so I think um, inequality and uh, inequity those are things that really push me to do most of the things I do. So 
the newsletter i decided to start the newsletter because i felt like it was important to just put out some information regarding health and then to a large extent make things as simple as possible so mostly i talk about health related issues things that people most of the times will kind of want to shy away from not talk about and then see how we as people can to a large extent speak to those issues or also give you information regard and um, wellness to a large extent and value <laughs> generally so uh, it's, it's about, about putting the value health information as well as also bringing the, the, bringing to the fore the important things in healthcare and places where we can lend our voices, especially when it comes to oh you're now going to elect people into political positions. So these are some things you might want to ask these people of when they get into office uh, or even before they get into office. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Um, so uh, can you just like. Um, I'll, I'll add it to the description of the of the of the podcast but you can also just like you know mouth the the link to your your newsletter where can where can people you know get to so, so you can subscribe it the newsletter is hosted on Substack so it's Nelson Uko Nelson N-E-L-S-O-N Uko is U for umbrella K for <laughs> what does K for Kingla <laughs> O for orange, R for razor, <laughs> nelsonuko.substack.com. All right, guys. Um, thank you so time. much. Thank you so much, Nelson. It was so nice having you here. Um, hopefully, maybe um, later on, we could have you for another chat if you're down. Uh, hopefully, we'll see about that. It was a really nice conversation. And I think um, it kind of... Um, help me look at things from some different perspective and then to a large extent i still feel like it, when, when we speak about things like this it kind of broadens our mindset and opens up to new ideas and i think that's what living is all about and should be all about yeah thank you so much thank you so much um yeah thank you for having me Thank you so much, guys, for listening to the episode. It's been an incredible episode we've had. You can listen to this on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Google Podcasts and on Spotify. So you can share the links to all your friends. That is That Little Podcast on any of the three podcast listening platforms. And you can follow me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. My username is at... A day A D E double underscore that's two underscores L E R O. I'm gonna take that again A D E two underscores L E R O. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week. See you next week, Thursday. Ciao.